All right, Acts chapter 6. Better. Butter, better. Amen. <laughs> Acts chapter 6. When you find it, uh, Brother Tom, would you read 1 through 4? against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Amen. Uh, this is where we say that uh, the first deacons were selected uh, for the church. And we can read the qualifications for the office of deacons in 1 Timothy, in which we're going to read that. And here uh, you have the growth of the church was exploding. The Lord uh, was working. People were getting saved. And... With that came much opposition. In these days, there was a lot of persecution as well from Rome and uh, from all about. The Lord's work uh, never goes without opposition. The right way never goes without the wrong way against you. Uh, when you turn for the Lord, you will face resistance, not only from your own self, but from all about you. And you have to expect that. And if you want to continue with the Lord, you're going to have to get used to it. It's something you have to get used to. You have to get used to dealing with yourself. You have to get used to dealing with problems. It's part of the strength of the Lord. The Lord will give you strength to keep on going. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for uh, just working here tonight. Please bless this message, bless the word, bless your people. Just thank you for being with us. Thank you for uh, dealing with us and who we are. Lord, you are faithful. You are the only one who is faithful. But Lord, I pray that you would look down on us and find us faithful as we depend on you. Thank you, Lord, for always being with us. Bless us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you look in verse 1, the Bible says, And in those days, in those days, there was hard times in those days. These days, we have hard times in these days. Uh, we are in the last days. And I would say in any days, there was hard times. Amen. Those days was hard times. Uh, but the more the church got persecuted, the more it flourished. Uh, we live in different days today. We live in the last days. It's definitely different from any other day. We live in the last day. Uh, Satan's going to be going uh, stronger and harder against the church and against you. And it doesn't take much to get us away from the Lord. It doesn't take much to get our eyes off of Christ. Uh, it only takes a little carrot in front of our nose. Some of us don't like carrots, maybe pizza or so, whatever it is. Uh, but you know what I mean, a little temptation. 
uh, a little bit of uh, lust, a little bit of greed, and we're all gone. We're all done. But if it wasn't for the grace of God, amen, and as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. And God knows how to keep us. Uh, as Brother Chris started off, he says, somehow, somehow I'm, I'm, I'm here. Somehow I just keep on going. It's, thank God for that. Thank God for that somehow. That's called grace. Yeah. When you think you're done, I, you know how many times I said in my heart, Lord, I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm gone. I'm done. And somehow I'm waking up reading my Bible. How does that happen? I have no idea. Uh, all I could say, it's the grace of God. And that same grace teaches us, it's a teacher, how to live godly in this wicked present world. Uh, because we are not naturally godly. We do not naturally want God. We resist God. Uh, but when you start turning your heart to the Lord and depend on his grace and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, it's a teacher. It teaches you as you empty yourself and continue in the ways of God. Those days, these days, these days is hard. We live in the last days. The world is going to be pulling at you harder than ever. The world will pull at you harder than ever. Devil is working. Churches are closing all around us. We want to, me and Brother Justin, um, and, and others here as well, we go to this yearly church planners conference. And uh, the, the focus is to help plant churches, to get churches planted and encourage uh, churches to help plant churches. Whatever it takes to plant churches, that's what the, uh, the goal is, and encourage that. This year, the emphasis was not on church planting. This year, the emphasis was um, Mayday, 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 Mayday. Churches are closing at an exponential rate with no pastors to fill them. This, for the first year, was ever like that. I've been going for this conference the past, uh, since it started 15 years, every year. First year was like that, right, Brother Justin? And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches, good churches, when, it, when a church loses their pastor, a church uh, would bring in a pastor to candidate, candidate. And you would go and you, you would talk to that pastor. Let's say Brother Justin, he, he's being raised up in his family for full-time service. One day, a church might call on Brother Justin and say, hey, we want you to candidate to pastor our church. We need you as a pastor. And there are uh, thousands of churches across America with no pastors. And for the first time in history, there are no pastors even available to candidate. candidate. There are no pastors anywhere. There's nobody. You used to bring in three, four pastors and talk with them. There's no pastors uh, stepping up to the plate. They're not uh, being raised up. People are uh, walking away from the Lord. People are walking away from their calling and seeking after worldly things, giving their lives over to that which doth not profit for temporary satisfaction. But listen, let me say this. There is no greater satisfaction than knowing you have God's approval and stamp of blessing on your life. 
There's no greater satisfaction than knowing that you are right with God and that your sins are forgiven and that you can get on your knees and ask God's forgiveness and get up knowing you're forgiven. There's no greater satisfaction than your slate being clean and you're freed from your flesh, from your sin, because the righteous judge of all the earth have deemed you forgiven. There's no greater satisfaction than knowing that as long as God's hand's upon you, you can do anything, go anywhere, as long as it's according to God's will. We need that satisfaction. Don't give up God for anything in your life. Those days, these days, these, we live in the last days. I don't like uh, to use Bible time. People say, you know, back in Bible times. I say, we are in Bible times. Mm. We're in the last mm. days. Haven't you ever read Revelation? That's, that's coming about. Amen. We are in Bible times. That's today. There's no other time. God made time. There's no such thing as Bible times. Bible times is from end to, or beginning to end. Amen. That's, that's just, that doesn't mean anything really, but I know what people mean. Back in Bible days, what, what do you mean? Like when you watch the movie, The Ten Commandments? Or, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, really. Those days, these days, these days. Notice here, the Bible says, when, when the number of the disciples was multiplied. When, when the number was multiplied. Right when God started doing a bountiful work, right when God started really moving, right when the church started seeing things happen, there's going to be opposition. You ever notice that? Right when you make a decision for Christ, all hell breaks loose. Right when you want to do something for God, then trials come. Right when these uh, things started taking place in your life that God is working on and doing and trying to build you up in, that's when something happens. God's movement in your life doesn't go without that when. The devil knows when it happens. And he tries to pull out all of his devices. The Bible says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. One thing is for sure, listen, when, when you get settled in your heart that you want to do something for God, you have to accept that the devil will attack you. And you don't, it's not just bring it on, it's, this is just how it is. There's nothing you have to prove. If you, if you fall during those times, it is what it is. I'm not encouraging it, but God knows. You just get back up and you continue. If you, uh, you go through depressions during that time, it is what it is. You get back up and you continue. But all, all for sure, you have to just accept that the power does not lie within you. Power lies with God. And it shall be on you as you continue. And God's hand will be on you as you continue. But your purpose is to continue in the grace of God. Without him, we would all likewise perish. There are better 
I'm going to say better in parentheses, better men, better women that have been destroyed. And we're all human, but I'm saying that as far as man's eyes, you know what I mean? You keep humble. You keep pressing forward. The Bible says better is a living dog than a, be, a dead lion. Right? We all, we wanna, nobody wants to be a little chihuahua dog. Amen. We want to be like <laughs> strong. But it's better you're a little chihuahua than a big old dead lion. Something small is going to warn off someone, amen, or bite your ankles or whatever. Look what happened here. The Bible says, when it started growing, when the church started growing, then, then there arose a murmuring of the Grecians. Now, the Grecians were Jews that spoke Greek, or they were born in Greece. You had the Grecians and the Hebrews here. Both Jews, but one spoke Greek, one spoke Hebrew. And it's funny to me because uh, God chose those two languages for the Bible. Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament Greek. They were just the known languages at that time. And it's the way God was working. Greek uh, became the, the language at the time. And the New Testament was written in Greek. It wasn't a complicated Greek. It was, it's like Philly English. All right? Uh, that's how the New Testament was written, in the most common basic Greek that there was, Koine Greek. The basic, basic language. It was, it was for the common man. And uh, it's amazing because God uh, uses language to communicate. And he used the most simplistic language of the world at that time to get his word out that everyone could hear the gospel. The Grecians, there was a murmuring. Now, we don't like that word, but we know we all murmur. There arose a murmuring, and God hates murmuring. That's why God uh, judged the children of Israel while they were murmuring in the wilderness. Now, murmuring, what is murmuring? Murmuring is, the definition of murmuring is just grumbling. Why were they murmuring? The Bible says that they, because the widows, they were neglected in the daily ministration. Now, if you go to 1 Timothy chapter 5, you're going to find out the widows in the church. The widows indeed. Uh, ladies, older ladies who have lost, the Bible gives the age limit, uh, the age requirements, and, and their jobs as a widow indeed, that they were to give themselves continually to prayer and service for God. And if, the, if, if you were that type of widow that pledged to give your life to the Lord as an older lady who lost her husband, uh, the responsibility was for the church to take care of you. And these widows were neglected in the daily ministration. And there arose a murmuring. Now, murmuring is, listen, it was true. Were they neglected? Were the widows neglected? Yes. There's tr it doesn't mean they're wrong. No, they were stating, but they were murmuring about it. Murmuring doesn't get you. Listen, people say, well, I'm just saying the truth. I'm speaking the truth or I'm speaking my mind. Why don't you speak it to God in prayer before the throne 
and get some stuff done, amen? And that, that's what the Grecians should have done. They should have prayed uh, and brought it before the throne of God or uh, phrased it in a certain way to where it's not murmuring. Murmuring is just stating the truth. Uh, God wants us to perform and, and, and move towards his will. Pastor, the dirt, uh, bathroom is dirty. Why don't you go clean it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just see all the trash out there. Why don't you go pick it up? There's a difference. Murmuring, yeah, there's trash out there. Did you see all the trash out there? Why don't we grab a broom and, and sweep it up? Now it's different. It's, yeah, you can state truth, but there's got to be a drive to accomplish something about it. The Grecians, they were just stating and bringing a load onto the, to the uh, uh, leaders of the church at that time. And it was pulling them away from serving the Lord. It was pulling them away from prayer. It was pulling them away from preaching the Word of God onto things that uh, others could have been doing and taking that place. And not that there's any job insignificant in a church, from cleaning the toilets to picking, scraping off gum off the sidewalk. Listen, I'll do all for the service of the God, uh, but there's other things that I could be doing, amen, that maybe others could have taken the place for. Thank God for people serving in our church. We have a lot of servants in the church here. And no job is um, without glory to God, amen? You should always serve. Thank God for Brother... Paul and, and Dana cooking funnel cake, amen, today in the kitchen. Praise God for that. We're down there serving God. And uh, people getting here early and serving God and, and doing the small things. Uh, and we'll never see everything that's done. Uh, but glory goes to God. And the people were murmuring because they, they saw the need, yeah, and they saw that people were getting neglected, the widows were getting neglected. But they weren't willing to do anything about it. They were just stating their, the truth and stating their mind, and it became murmuring. And we know what God says about murmuring. Let's go to, uh, to Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. This is the difference between just getting things done for God versus murmuring. God hates murmuring. We all do it. We need to be careful, Brother Tom. Philippians 2.14. Do all things without murmurings or disputings. Do all things without murmurings. Do. Uh, just go at it. I'll have, sometimes I'll have people, uh, hey, can you pick so-and-so up? Man, they, I, they're far. They live so far. Why, why don't they, why do they have to come here? They live so far. I say, I didn't, listen, I didn't ask all that. Just go pick them up. I'll pick them up. Yeah. Hey, can you uh, do this? Oh, well, I, I don't have time for that. All right, amen. You don't have time, you don't have time. Amen. We have a, a, a murmuring spirit naturally. Our flesh is full of murmuring. The Bible says do all things without murmuring. Do. The Bible says... Uh, the desires of the slugger killeth him. In your heart, you want to do all these things, but you never perform them. That's our natural flesh. God says, I'm going to have you to the point where you're serving me. 
I'm going to take you and I'm going to make you my servant. I'm going to have you serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. We're either going to serve this world or serve the King of kings. That's it. You, you cannot serve both masters. It's either, oh, say, I'm not going to serve anybody. No, we are not our own. You cannot serve two masters. You're going to serve God or serve this world. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. I'm going to serve God. Amen. What does God eat at his table? He eats all the prime stuff. The servants eat of God's table. Amen. What does the world eat? Junk and slop. I don't want to eat that anymore. I know how I feel when I'm done eating that. I know how I feel. I'm talking about spiritually. People say, what's wrong with, what's wrong with the food? You know, I'm talking about spiritually. Amen. But there arose a murmuring. With growth, with going, comes opposition with problems. But as God's people, we got to learn uh, that this is always going to take place. This is always going to happen. This is always going to uh, come up in your life. There's always going to be something that's going to arise in your life. The Bible says of the Grecians against the Hebrews. The devil came in here and started bringing division. The devil's the author of confusion and division. One of the tactics of the devil is to divide you, to single you out, especially in the church here. He wants to single you out. I think of a, you ever watch the National Geographic shows and have a lion or a tiger or something, they, they try to go get the zebra. Everybody ever, ever watch them? What, is the, uh, what does the lion try to do? Just try to get one. That's it. Can't get the herd. He'll get kicked and trampled. And, but if he can get the one, divide them from the herd, single them out, start whispering in your ear, get you to murmur, ah, nobody in the church cares about me. Nobody in the church loves me. Nobody get you murmuring to divide you, to single you out, then he's got you. This happens. This is natural way. The devil knows it. If you want to serve God, you've got to be aware of these things. You've got to be aware of the devil's attacks. You've got to be aware that the devil's always going to be working. Uh, but look how they handled it. They didn't just say, oh, you're murmuring. No, they took care of it. Why? Because there was truth to it. God is the one who takes care of his church. When I hear murmuring, I ask God for wisdom. When I hear murmuring, I say, well, God, there's truth to that. When the children of Israel said, Moses, we're going to kill you because we're thirsty, Moses didn't say, you know, you guys are unthankful. No, he went to God and said, Lord, they're thirsty. When the children of Israel said, Moses, we're hungry, he went to God and said, Lord, they're hungry. And God answered the prayer. And God dealt with the people. And as God deals with our church, it's up to us as individuals, as church members, to make sure we're doing our part. For the time, would you read uh, Jude verses 12? Jude 12. 
These are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds, are, clouds, they are without water, carried about of winds. Trees of fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. When, peop when people work against God's working, they become spots. They become um, spots in the feast of charity. Charity is love, the love of God for others and, re and respect to God. We can read all the attributes of charity, the long-suffering. And it all has to do with just being there for others, serving God by serving others. Verse 13 Brother Tom, you can read down to 21. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their own mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the, of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Amen. Amen. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Uh, the Bible says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, walking in the Spirit of God. We're going to have to understand, if you're going to give your life to God, if you're going to serve God, you've got to expect these are they that... Uh, Problems are always going to arise in all of our lives. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to handle these problems as you always have? Nobody is exempt from the devil attacking them. Nobody in here. Nobody in here is more spiritual than another. I don't believe that. Like You're more spiritual Amen. than I am. But the, the most spiritual I could be is just walking in the spirit of God. My spirit, my flesh is no good at all. Amen? Uh, but, I mean, there is a level of, of when you get close to the Lord, you know, the Bible says, ye are, which are spiritual, restore such an one. Those that are fallen, those that, are, that, that need the help, yeah, you can help restore people. But as far as comparing ourselves to ourselves now, we, we are all children of God. If you're saved today, you're a children of, child of God. And we encourage, we're here for each other. But if you are to walk with the Lord, 
you're going to have to get, and this is what this message is, you're going to have to get in your mind and in your heart that the devil is going to attack you. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it as of other times? Are you going to let it drive you away? Are you going to let it drive, uh, drive you away from the flock as it always does? Uh, are you going to let it uh, take you away from walking with the Lord as it always did before? Or are you just going to get used to it? The devil's not going to let up. There's always going to be problems. Anytime you go to grow for the Lord, you will be faced with opposition. These are the last days, especially today. You must get out of yourself and get into himself. Amen? Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we'll close with this. 1 Timothy chapter 3. I like that verse, but continue thou in the things, continue thou in the things which you've heard of me. Continue. I think of the old uh, video games when you died. The old, old video games, when you died, you died. <laughs> You're dead. You had to start all over again. And you're like, I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> then later on, they came out with a continue. You got to continue. You're like, yes, I, get, I have two more continues. <laughs> Amen? I think of that continue. And uh, when you mess up, you just, man, you get on your knees and you continue. Press continue. Brother Tom, 1 Timothy 3, verse 12 and 13. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. And we read when they said, Choose ye out seven men of honest report. It says, They that have used the office of a deacon well when you serve God well, you'll purchase, they purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. When you perform what God wants you to do, what is it he wants you to do? Whatever it is, do it. Do it quickly. <laughs> like he told Judas, amen? Whatever thou do, do it quickly. But whatever God wants for us to do, do it. And when you do that, well, you'll purchase to yourself a good degree and great boldness in the faith. Amen. Wouldn't it be amazing if God only had you hold the front door for, in a church? Man, I can get the, the same rewards if I can just... That's easy, I could do that. I'll be here early, make sure I hold it for everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if all he had you to do was come and greet people? I could do that. Wouldn't it be amazing if all he had you to do was make sure you sang your heart out, 
when the singing time was or in the choir. We want to be kings and queens of the earth. But if you did what God wants you to do and you do it well, then you'll purchase to yourself a good degree and boldness. I like, I want boldness. Boldness in the faith. Let's go back. Let's go back to Acts chapter uh, 6, and we'll close here. Acts chapter 6. Stephen became the first martyr. He started serving those widows. You know, the Bible says, look ye out, verse 3 of Acts 6, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, Seven men of honest report. That word honest, it just means these were good guys. Get some good guys. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, over this ministry. That means they already were. They didn't say raise up, find some guys that they aren't too good. They're, they, they're always late. Half the time they don't come. Uh, you, you, sometimes you can count on them. Maybe if you give them this ministry, then it'll help them be faithful. No, that's not how it works. Hmm. God chooses people who already are doing what they can do. You cannot make faithful out of unfaithful. And it's easier to be faithful at small things than it is larger things. Be faithful. Be faithful at the small things. If you can't be faithful at one verse a day in your Bible, you're not going to be faithful at being a, a teacher in a Bible school. Start on the small things. Be faithful and work your way at that. And when you are faithful at those things, you'll purchase to yourself that boldness, that great degree. God institutes character and strength and gifts to the faithful children. He looks out for faithfulness. And that's when he comes around and touches you and blesses you because he knows you can handle more. Little is much when God is in it. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is much. Look ye out among you. They didn't go searching across the country. They said, we're going to raise up right here what we need. We're going to find right here what we need. And they, they found... Uh, these men, listen in verse 5, they were full of the Holy Ghost. How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? I thought all saved people were full of the Holy Ghost. No. All saved people have the Holy Ghost. That's how you're his. But these were men who were not full of themselves any longer. They started shedding themselves and they started the more you shed yourself, the more the Holy Spirit can have you. 
It's, you have 100% of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God, right? If you're saved today, you have 100% of them. But how much does he have of you? I'll give you this. How many hours are in a week? I don't know. Where's my phone? <laughs> 168? All right, 168. Let me, let me see. This has a calculator app on it. 24 times 7, 168. If you slept eight hours a day, that's a third of your life, by the way. We sleep a third of our lives. Did you know that? That's terrible. It's the honest truth. That means if you lived to 60, you slept 20 years of your life. Wow, Kelly sleeps one hour at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, minus 64 if you're, if you're everybody else but Kelly. Wait, how many hours? Eight times seven, 56. All right, 56. 112, 112 hours. If you, have, if you sleep well, you got 112 hours a week for yourself. How many hours do you give to God? Only a couple. We only have two services a week here, right? I know you got to get ready and so forth. It's not just we only have two hours of service, two and a half. No, I mean, you drive here, you get ready, and so that counts as well. So forth. we're trying to give you some, some props. But what are you giving your time to? What are you giving your life to? Try to give God more time. Try to manage your time. You could be faithful in your time. How much time do you spend on your cell phone? Oh, I heard some noises over here. Did you need my calculator, Justin? <laughs> Let me say this. I'm, I'm at a lot, when I go to events and stuff, I'll see families. I'll see the mom and dads walking around on their phones. The kids pulling at their legs. You know, listen, learn to shut your phone off. People do not need to get a hold of you. God has problems getting a hold of us. He does. Well, I might get an emergency call from my uncle in um, Kuwait, yeah. No. <laughs> Be here. If God has you with your family, be there. Be where God wants you. Learn to have God driving your life. Learn to live a living, uh, driven life by God and for God. These men here, he said, Look ye out. We're going to close. These men, great guys, full of the Holy Ghost. That means God had 100% of them. And they were wise. They gave themselves to the Word of God. They allowed God to do a work in their lives. We want you to pick men like this to serve these older women in the church.
what? That's, that's it? Yeah. Serve these older ladies. Husbands died. Wow. A servant. Just being a servant. And Stephen winded up using that office well as a deacon. Being a servant. Serving the widows. You need, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost to cook in the kitchen? Yeah. Especially in the kitchen. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost to clean the bathrooms? Yeah. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost to... Hey, we all need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine wearing his excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. You want to be a servant of God, you've got to be filled with him and not of yourself. How can you touch or put your hand to anything that's of God's when you're full of yourself? Especially this great work to clean the pews that are dedicated to God. To walk on the carpet that was given to God. To step foot in these doors. This is a work of God, not of us. These men were selected, good men, to take care of these ladies, to serve them. And because God counted him faithful and he used his office well, he obtained this great boldness as you can finish the rest of this chapter. And it led him to becoming the first martyr of the church. He got so much boldness, he went out and started preaching. They led all the, a lot of the priests to the Lord, the Jewish priests, the Bible says, a lot of the priests. And He went to another synagogue and they didn't have it and they wind up killing him. But through his death came the Apostle Paul. The clothes of Stephen were laid down at a young man's feet named Saul. What a great testimony. And it all started by simply doing your part. Serving. And doing what you can do. And allowing God to do the rest. You say, holding the door is not a big position. If it's holding the door in God's house, it is. If you're faithful at that, God will certainly give you some great boldness so you can go and preach the gospel. You'll obtain that good degree. Doing the small things around church, I want much more. I want bigger. Oh, there's nothing bigger than, I mean, if you, the biggest position here was taking care of these old, old women in the church. Oh, that's the best position. Get to pray with them, serve them, and drive them to the supermarket, so forth. Amen? It's being a servant as Christ serves us. How many want to do some great things for God? We all do. We all do. Do what God has you doing now. And do it well. Do it with your heart. Do it 
The Bible says, whatsoever you find your hand to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. If it's simply cleaning, man, clean your heart out. Grind those fingernails to the bone and make sure it's clean. It smells good. If it's making the building look good, do it for the Lord. If it's simply reading your Bible, don't brush through it. Read a verse and read it good. Make sure God speaks to you. Whatever you find in your hand. And when you do it well, God will do the rest. And you'll purchase to yourself a good degree and obtain boldness in the faith. That's what we all want. But it doesn't come until you first are faithful at the uh, few things, at the smaller things. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us all. Father, what a rebuke to me was the testimony, Lord, by Brother Chris, it all started. And I know, Lord, you're here right now. And Lord, there's not any of us that have not murmured. There's not any of us that the devil hasn't attacked. We are all, we are all just people, Lord, that need a savior, that need help. Lord, I do know this, and there is something going on here. There's a stirring here. There's a great work starting. Lord, let it continue. Use these great people. Father, I can look out now and find honest people, good people, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. We have some great people here at this church. I know the devil wants them, singles them out. It's not their fault. Lord, it's just the way it is. But Lord, you've prayed for us. And when they are converted, Lord, then they can strengthen their brethren. I pray, protect us, bless us. Help us all, Lord, to be faithful in what you have us to do now. Strengthen us, give us grace in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all rise. If God uh, would move you to a greater position, it would just be a servant. Would you come down and pray? Say, Lord, help me to be faithful in the small things. Maybe it's simple. Maybe it's just being a, a good spouse, a better spouse. Maybe a better friend. Maybe singing better in the pew. I might not be able to get up in choir, but I could certainly sing in my pew. I'm too shy to talk to people about the Lord, but I, mean, I could leave tracks in different places. I could do that. Do what you could do and ask God to bless it. Leave the greater things for God 
and you do the most simple and allow God to increase you step by step. There's always going to be opposition. Just got to get used to it. Playing, keep praying. Decisions are being made. Jesus told Peter, Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part with me. Peter said, Lord, Forgive me. Wash my feet. Wash all of me. I want my part to be with you. And Jesus said, as I have washed your feet, you need to do likewise. Just serve. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for uh, just serving us. You always serve us, Lord, with your love and your compassion and mercy. It fails not. And great is your faithfulness. Lord, I pray you uh, help us to do likewise. And give us grace and boldness of the faith. Bless us, I pray. Lord, I also pray, uh, Lord, for the uh, wonderful funnel cake we're going to have or right now, and for um, Brother Paul and Dana, everybody else that uh, helped with that, I pray you bless it, bless the fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. Let's go serve, amen? amen. Serve ourselves some funnel cake, too. Amen. <laughs>